I want to share with you out of the Word of God before we light the candles, and I'm going to give you a reason to light the candles or put a little more meaning to lighting the candles tonight. I want to read to you something you don't normally read for Christmas, but it has everything to do with the arrival of Jesus Christ, and it's in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Listen to these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Now the He and the Him are Jesus Christ. Without Him nothing was made without Him. Now listen to verse 4. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That life was light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, those last two verses identify two things I just want to talk about briefly tonight. Darkness and light. Darkness and light. In Him was life, the life was the light of mankind, and that light, who was Jesus, shined into darkness, and the darkness did not defeat it. The darkness did not overcome it. But the light overcame the dark. Now Jesus, we're told, was the light, and he came to invade darkness. That's why what Christmas is all about. Jesus came to invade the darkness. Now, neither the light nor the darkness are what we normally think of when we think of light and dark. It's not what the Bible's talking about. They are darkness and light of the spiritual kind. That's what the Bible's talking about. Spiritual dark, spiritual light. And the Bible is very, very clear. There is a dimension called the spiritual dimension that we can't see with our normal eyes or hear with our normal ears or feel with our normal senses. But it's a fourth dimension. It's a spiritual dimension where God dwells, Christ dwells, Satan dwells, angels, cherubims, seraphims, they all move in that place called the spiritual world. So it's talking about spiritual light and spiritual dark. Now, what is spiritual darkness? What does that mean? If you say somebody's walking around in spiritual darkness, what does it mean? Spiritual blind or spiritual darkness is the direct result of spiritual blindness. If you're in spiritual darkness, it's because you're spiritually blind. Spiritual blindness means that a person is blind to spiritual truth. You know, our nation tonight, all over the United States of America, is celebrating Christmas, but the vast majority of the people are not at all focused on the reason for the season. They're not looking at Jesus. They're looking at presents and vacation and time to see relatives and travel and all of that. They're not doing it to celebrate Jesus. Why? Because they haven't seen Him, they're not aware of Him, or they just don't believe in Him. He's not important to them. It's his birthday. We ought to be singing happy birthday to him. Amen? Spiritual blindness means that a person is blind to spiritual truth. They're blind to it, particularly the reality and the truth of God and of his son, Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul talked about spiritual blindness. I want you to listen to what he said. 
He said, but even if our gospel, the gospel of Christ, is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light, there's that word again, light, of the gospel of the glory of Christ should shine on them. So the enemy of our soul has blinded the minds of people and they are in spiritual darkness lest they see the truth that is in Christ. So it's blindness. People are groping around in the spiritual dark. When you're spiritually blind, it plunges you and me into the worst kind of darkness, spiritual darkness. Spiritual blindness is far more lethal than physical blindness because it blinds you to what concerns your eternal soul. And that's far more lethal, far more important than physical blindness. A second thing about spiritual darkness is pointed out by Jesus who observed that people live in spiritual darkness because they choose to. Isn't that amazing? Who would want to be in the dark? But Jesus said they do. Jesus said in John 3, verse 13, or verse 19, rather, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but look what it says. People love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. That means because people love their sin, they choose the darkness rather than the light. So men choose to remain in spiritual darkness because they love their sin. And this is why Jesus came. This is why Christ invaded planet earth, to deliver us from darkness into light. And you know what? I found that I was looking at this today, we all, that, that Jesus warned people to receive the light while they had the chance. Listen to what Jesus said, chapter 12, verse 35 of John. Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. The light is going to shine on your life for a limited time. Then he said, walk while you have the light before darkness absolutely overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Powerful. There's a moment, there's a time in every person's life when they are approached by the light, the truth about Jesus Christ. And Jesus said that failure to receive the light will result in being plunged into the desperate darkness of spiritual blindness. Now you say, well, Pastor Jeff, this isn't very happy. I'm here to have a candlelight service. But see, when we hold those candles up in a minute, it's going to mean a whole lot more. Because Jesus came and was a light that shined into the darkness, and the darkness did not defeat it. He came to show us the truth of our dilemma. You might say that Jesus x-rayed the human race and found cancer, the cancer of sin. And so he came to warn us. He came to reveal what we're really faced with. So that's darkness, but what's spiritual light? Well, spiritual light begins and ends with God himself. The Bible says that God is light. Now, isn't that simple? God is light. Now, another place it says God is love, but it also says God is light. He's light and he's love. God is love doesn't just love, but he is love. And he doesn't just shine light, but he is light. God emanates and exudes light because God is light. The Bible says God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. He is light. 
And if God is light, then so is his son, Jesus Christ. And that's why John says, Jesus, God's son, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Here's John's victorious cry. Jesus Christ, the light, shined into the darkness, and the darkness did not defeat it, overcome it, overwhelm it, but rather Jesus overcame, defeated, and overwhelmed the darkness. We could put out every light in this room and be plunged into total darkness, and somebody could light one match, and that one match would chase away all the darkness in this room. But never for a second would the darkness overwhelm even one match. Jesus came, a light into the world. Jesus said in John 12, 46, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So when we turn to Jesus Christ, his light shines on three really important areas of life. And I'm going to very briefly tell you what they are. His light shines on first the road we're to walk on. The road we're to walk on. Jesus said bluntly, I am the way. I don't just know the way. I am the way. I am the road, the path, the way for you to take if you want to walk in light. In another place, he said, there's really only two possible roads. One of them is very wide and one of them is very narrow. The broad road is where most people go, and he said it leads to destruction. But the narrow road is where the fewest number of people go, but it's that narrow road that leads to life. And Jesus said, I'm that road. You take my hand, and I will take you down that narrow road, and I'll show you the road you're to walk on. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. When that little baby Jesus was born, he came to put us on the right road. He came to put us on the right road. His light showed us the road to walk on. But second, his light shines on the truth we're to believe in the truth that we're to believe in. Jesus said, I'm the way, I take you the right road, and I'm the truth. Again, I don't just know the truth. I am the truth incarnate. You want truth, I'm it. In the very end of his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talked about the importance of what you believe to be true, the philosophy you're basing your life on. Listen to what he said. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down. This is the trials and troubles of life. The rain came down. The streams rose. The winds blew and beat against that house. Trouble, trials, tribulation, debt, sickness, illness, broken relationships, life, the harsh realities of life happen. And Jesus said, yet it did not fall. That is, that person's life, their house, their life did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock, which was his truth. Then he talked about those that didn't listen or listened to him but didn't do what he said and didn't turn to him for truth. 
And he said, one day their house falls, and great is the crash of that house. Jesus' teachings, his truth, literally storm-proof your life from being destroyed. So why did that little baby come? Jesus, born in a manger, 2,100 years ago. Why did he come? He came as a light to shine into the dark, to show us the road to walk in, the truth to believe in, and then last, the life we're to trust in. The life we're to trust in. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. What kind of life was he talking about? Eternal life. Life forever. Because you and I, folks, all of us here tonight and those listening over in the overflow, we have a soul that lasts forever. You do not die, and then that's it. You and I have a soul that lasts forever. Christ said that more than any person in the Bible. The one that we're celebrating tonight, while we're having all the lights and Christmas trees and presents and all of that, because of Jesus. And Jesus said, what will it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your eternal soul? He said that. That little baby grew up and said some very heavy things. Amen? That, that little baby boy grew up and said some very profound things. We love celebrating that little baby in a manger. We don't so much like what he had to say when he got older. But he did. Jesus said, whoever believes in me shall not perish but have eternal life. Your soul is saved forever and lives forever which is a very long time. That's what the little baby grew up to say. Now watch, on that first Christmas morning, light came into the world to destroy the darkness and lead us into the right road to walk on, the right truth to believe on, and the right life to trust on. So when we light these candles, which we're about to do, we're going to cut the lights after all the candles are lit. I want you to look at these candles. And I want you to think of what I just shared with you from the Bible. I want you to picture that one bright, shining, brilliant light named Jesus. When he was born, his birth lit up this dark world. And you know what? It's continuing to lighten us today. Amen? So... I'm going to ask my elder here, Frank Alfredo, one of our elders here, would you come down, Frank? And he's going to grab a candle, and I'm going, to, I'm going to light his candle because not only are we going to think about Jesus being the light of the world, but I want us to think about once we know him, then Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So guess what, everybody? We're supposed to go share the light with others. So I'm going to... Do you have yours? Okay, here we go. And ladies and gentlemen, I so appreciate that you have children here. Please don't give a child a candle. We want things lit, but not that way. Okay? All right. I'm going to light his. And if all of you will stand with me, please, and hold your candles. Frank is going to light the candles of our deacons, and they're going to go down the aisles. And let's think of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Can I pray with you right now? Father, thank you that Jesus came to be the light of the world. 
And if we will walk with him, we will not walk in darkness, but we will have the light of life. And Father, we pray that as these candles are lit throughout the house, throughout this sanctuary, and in the overflow, that God in Jesus' name help us to get a fresh vision of who Jesus was and is and of us sharing that light and that life with someone else in the year 2014. So as these candles are now being lit, let's sing together, Silent Night. Say with me, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus as a bright light who shone into my darkness and woke me up and gave me life. And that life was my light. Help me this year to not be ashamed of you but to share that light with those that are in the darkness. In Jesus' name.